welcome everyone back to the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. Thanks everyone for listening. This is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a very, very long time. We just finished the uh, 2021 uh, Brotherhood of the Silver Screen Awards. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Now we're moving on to our top 10 films of the 21st century from 2000 to now. We're going to list and uh, give our reasoning as to why we feel these movies are uh, the best. And Joey is going to give a word about objective and subjective um, uh, lists. Go ahead, Joey. Thanks, Luke. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to to preface this right because I don't know. I've Athena and I have looked at so many lists, lists by writers and articles, just random people on Reddit, like just so many lists of like <laughs> what people's favorite movies are, and there are just some like really interesting picks that mm-hmm. have come up that have come up a lot. That I'm just like, why did that? How did that land there? Or how did that get there? And stuff like that. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about what I think is our general rationale on the podcast. It's like what really makes a good movie. I was thinking about this the other day. So there's a, a quote that you'll oftentimes hear uh, any one of us use or reference oftentimes, which is uh, uncultured swine. Um, and, I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like if we're going to talk about movies, there's, there's an interesting kind of setup where there are the movies that are the uncultured swine movies, right? And they're movies that are like pure entertainment value, like they're just escapists, right? Uh, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying anything like this, but I feel like something that comes to mind would be like the later Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Or um, maybe like some of the Fast and Furious movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're just like they are. They might be entertaining. You might love them, but like they, they're not like cinematic greatness. They're just kind of there to to help you escape. However, on the flip side, I think uh, there is the the uncultured swine movies, and then there's like the overly cultured swine movies, uh, right? And there's just like there are these like kind of auteur movies that are out there that that people like are just like, oh, these are these movies are so great, and we're just like, what are you talking about? And so I think, as a whole, we try to be the perfectly cultured swines. And that's well, it's just cultured and no swine. So yes. you have the uncultured swine who doesn't know, and then you have the cultured swine, and he's a swine because he's too cultured, right? And he's, he's, too, he's too uppity on avant-garde. And yeah. we're, so we're, we just, we just so want to be cultured. Just, we're just yeah. swine? Right, we're just swine. <laughs> Got it. <clears throat> no, we, we, but no, I think there's a really nice middle ground in movies where mm-hmm. I think that you can – I think there are action movies and – and, and adventure movies that really raise the bar and kind of transcend into greatness. And then there are movies that, that are auteur and, and stuff like that, but they kind of like le- – they're level enough that they really kind of come down and, and do great s- movie making without being too crazy um, or wild. Um, and so I think that's just kind of like where a lot of us approached uh, this list. Uh, that would be my guess. I, do you guys all agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I agree. Because I was I was going to touch on that with a preface to my list. Well, we yeah. start I guess off I just start. With a preface um, of yours. Yeah, hit it. I I agree. It was it was really hard to be objective. I, yeah. I think it really was. You're sitting here like, man, you know, that's yeah, that's a great movie culturally, but it's terrible, or I hate that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and it's yep. like I just can't put it on the list. You know, um, or there's just so, movies we haven't seen. I feel like there's I yeah, feel like there's so many I movies that I haven't that. even seen, and I'm like. I'm like, where's what is that movie? And I look it up, and I'm like, oh, I just yeah, really some, would not be interested some, in that movie. Yeah, it's like but. some movie in French made over there, you know. And you're like, I have no interest in seeing a French movie in French, uh, for obvious <laughs> reasons, you know. And 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 we we have there's a lot of movies that we avoid, um, yeah. over the top violence, extremely sexual movies, things like that that we're not going to see, and that is a big chunk out of the total movies that we watch. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. And a big chunk uh, out of what we That's a pretty much a chunk. That's pretty much Xing out all the comedies almost. Mm-hmm. Any if there's any, all the R-rated comedies, comedies now, yeah. all the comedies now are rated R. There's hardly any that's PG-13. 
They're all R and they're all raunchy and they're all terrible. We don't we don't even go down that road, you know. I mean, with the yeah. exception of some maybe Anchorman things like that. Uh, but well, and just in terms of sexuality being one of our ever since yeah exactly ever since like Dumb and Dumber, I'm like pretty much out on comedies just completely. So so you won't see a comedy on my list. Um, you know, so it's just, I think that's just kind of the way it is, which goes along. So you try to be objective and subjective, but I think a lot of movies are completely cut out because of our stances on things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the podcast. Worldview. So, <laughs> Worldview. Yeah, for sure. So, oh man, here we go. Here we go. Are we ready? Whew. This are, is going to be intense. We're doing descending, right? Ten, I'm doing ten descending to one. down yes. to one. All right, ten to I'm one. like hiding my notebook. I'm like, Ooh, I don't yeah. want Joey Lewis to see it. <laughs> So I don't know if this is really bad or really great. I, I really don't know. Let's so hear this it. is going to be interesting. My list is Number ten. There. Have you been reading it? But no, okay. no. <laughs> you're not uh, allowed to list the matrix. But I think I think I can I can. Matrix game I, no, no, Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Matrix was 1999. Yeah. So guess what? Didn't get on the list. Didn't get on the list. Okay. Whew. I Thank was you. worried you were going to say it didn't the get on the list. No way. Spoken. No way, man. No, you said. Hey, your parameters <laughs> were, were correct. Now I think though that they are subjective. These are movies that I really enjoyed. At the same time, I think I can make a case for objectivity of why they're great. Why they're great movies. So Perfect. I have number 10, 13 Hours. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. Great movie. Uh, and I also, I think objectively, I loved it. And I think the movies on my list I have watched multiple times. It's another thing. Subjective, I really enjoy them. It's not like once and done, I've gone back to them yeah. and enjoyed them still. Yeah. If nice. I watched 13 Hours tonight, I would enjoy it again. Uh, also, a it was also um, iconic in that John Krasinski created a different, a completely different uh, uh, acting model for himself moving forward because of this. Yeah. He was Jim. He was that quirky, geeky kid, and he just got absolutely jacked and changed his whole future yeah. with 13 yeah. Hours. And I think that, mm -hmm. that lends credibility to this movie and did a great job in it, and you believed him. And uh, that's part of what made this movie great beyond yep. the inter pure entertainment of it. Yep. Um, every actor was great. Everything from the start to the finish was well, fantastic. He, in that movie. He, he, he escaped the chains of the office. And right. I mean, Steve yep. Carell did not. <clears throat> Put me on the record. Well, Steve, Steve, Steve Carell. Well, uh, the issue is that Steve I don't know about that. Steve Carell's a comedian, though. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, to me, like, he. What? Well, and he, he also has Carell, done some great drama. Steve Carell's, I think, John Krasinski's career. Is, is further than Steve Carell's. And I think Steve oh, Carell sure, is yeah. going to go down in history being known for The Office. And I think John Krasinski is The Office and. Mm -hmm. The Office and. That's fair. That's fair. And, fair. and, and I, but, that's, I, this was going, I think this is we're going right now. But, I, but, but just to say that that, mo that movie broke the mold officially, and I cannot point to a movie where Steve Carell broke the mold. Oh, I agree with that. I, 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 can. I, guess I'm just I thinking. Can. I guess I'm just thinking that, to me, Steve was more the comedian. And I think for John, it was like a, if I try and stick with this trend, uh, he was getting like background roles in romantic comedies, which were doing yeah. nothing. Right. Steve's at least getting like starring roles in comedies and right. stuff like that. He, but you, there's nothing that's ever going to beat like the big action blockbuster movies. And so John was like, if I can do those, then I better get into it. And he did. He did. Mm. So he did well. Yeah, uh, Steve Carell. I did act in that movie. Um, I forget what the name of it was, but it was definitely different. Uh, with Channing Tatum as the wrestler, and he was the coach. Yeah. I forget his. I forget that. Fox but catcher. that was, Fox catcher. Yeah, Fox right. catcher. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, what has he done? Since what? Look at years, seven years ago. Oh. Yeah, it did. Oh, it yeah. did almost feel like Steve Carell could have done a Robin Williams <laughs> and done drama really well alongside of comedy, and then he didn't for whatever reason. Yeah. What has he done? Shout well. out to Robin Williams. So he was great at that severe comedy, but also could pull it off. I mean, he yeah, was great. Pull the and, drama yeah. Can, I, can yeah. I interrupt you for like 10 seconds? Sure. So I was watching this um, interview with Michael McConaughey, Michael, Matthew McConaughey the other day. <laughs> he said that he 
had like two years where no one offered him anything because he was tired of being in romantic comedies. And he said, I rejected every romantic comedy and I tried really hard to do anything else. And he's like, no one wanted me. No one wanted me to do anything. And this was in like 2009, 2010, 2011 until he did uh, Lincoln Lawyer. And then that was when he started to get like more serious roles, which is what he wanted. But he, he, he was like, I didn't, I thought I was going to have to retire <laughs> in 2009. Wow. Not doing any other movies I, he was like, I was not interested in, in being just that romantic comedy guy anymore. But I just thought that was the movie for me, for him was, was rain of fire. Yeah, fire. Rain of fire. But, but was that after Lincoln but lawyer? Play, oh, it was it before. It was yeah. before. Yeah, like, it was way before. Like oh, it lasted out of That's that. like early 2000s. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Yeah. That was like eye-popping. You're like, now that, that Now, that for me was funny because I didn't yeah. know. Like, I didn't really know who he was at that point when I was watching Rain of Fire. Neither and then my I. mom, I'm sitting on the couch with my mom watching Rain of Fire, <laughs> and she goes, is that Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> That's 2002. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah crazy. Anyway, yeah. I know. Good, good for him. Uh, number nine, I have The Dark Knight. Mm. Wow! The reason I have at number nine. Yep. yep. Whoa! The reason is because I wasn't I wasn't that high on like Batman and stuff. I like Christopher Nolan. You know, the voice was getting to me. Batman voice. Okay. The reason I have it in there at all is because of Heath Ledger. Yeah, I think uh, that's um, because yep. his Joker. That's really the only reason I've watched it a couple times. Because you can get Christian Bale's Batman in any one of the movies, but Heath Ledger's Joker is very unique, and uh, he's the one that took that role. Before him was what the cartoon. To get people to get a Joker, uh, uh, um, no, there was there Jack, was Jack Nicholson, Nicholson did a good job. Yeah, but, but I think did a different job. Did a different yeah. job. Different job. Yeah, different. But different uh, I think Heath Ledger in that was just so good. Uh, it has to be on this list. But yeah, um, I think he transcends. Like it just transcends comics yeah. and Joker. Like I think he just well, like it's yeah. just an incredible a role. Big, the big reason too that I put him on there is because I was not expecting him to kill it that much. No it's one, Heath no Ledger. One was. No I one just was. saw him in uh, the Patriot. You know, I'm like, oh, he's, you know, Gabriel. That's who he is. You know, he's a chick, chick <laughs> magnet, whatever. Uh, what do you do? First night, not first night, night's tail. Yeah, night's you tale, know, I'm like, tale. that's who he is. He's going to be Joker. Are you kidding me? And just totally sucked me in and got me in there. So yeah. I would have to say number nine. Number eight, Ocean's Eleven. Mm. Ocean's Eleven uh, was a real, uh, the amount of actors that were in there, the the pure enjoyment of that, uh, the, how well done it was and how how... This was like back to the original get all these actors together into a place before, you know, Endgame and all that stuff. Um, But uh, I get there's a comedy. We were talking about comedies. Uh, I think that is extreme entertainment with 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 all the big names uh, and just extremely well done. Yeah. Incredibly cleverly done. Ocean Eleven. Number seven. Margin Call. Whoa. Margin Call is one of the greatest movies. I'm I've a, seen it multiple times. The acting is unbelievably great. The the dialogue in it, every single conversation that happens in every single part of that, you are sucked in um, to every single thing that's going on, and it lends so much gravity, and you really get a feel, kind of like, um, what's that Kevin Spacey show? House of Cards. House of Cards. You get a feeling of, is this really what it's like up there at these at these high levels? Mm-hmm. And that movie, I think, really does a great job bringing you in. Now, I've never been in those meetings. But, man, I feel like if, it, if I was there, that's what it would be like. Yep. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, Margin Call, I would say, is one of the best movies in the last 21 years. I've not seen that movie. All right. That's going on my list. Uh, number six, I have Iron Man. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think he's laughing at me. No. I'm uh, laughing at you. <laughs> she's laughing at me. I'm like, wow. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Iron Man started it. Uh, I don't say start, start. 
Um, that had a quality uh, about it that I feel um, just transcends. It, I don't know really how to explain it. Um, it was great entertainment, um, but it was also very real for a Marvel movie. The whole scene in the beginning with him in the cave um, with his friend and there's just the way that they stayed uh, true to the comics was really the beginning of it wasn't the, of, it wasn't the beginning. It was the foundation. It was the yeah. Foundation. I would say that it wasn't the beginning. Spider-Man I'll was get the beginning. that. I'll get that in a minute. He was the foundation. Um, Iron Man, yes, setting the foundation and Robert Down- the whole thing of Robert Downey Jr. pretty much coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And playing yeah. Tony Stark just completely launched his entire career into yeah. stardom. Yeah. This guy, Super I mean, just stardom. beyond Super everybody. Um, was Iron Man number five? I have Gosford Park. Mm. I think uh, Gosford Park is that kind of like Gosford more the uh, Ocean's no. Eleven type uh, type yeah. thing, but it's a very similar um, feel to to um, Margin Call, where you're you're you really are paying attention to every single scene and every single character that's going on there. Pretty much all the British actors known to play any role were in that movie. <laughs> um, it odes it odes <laughs> to uh, that whole Who Done It mystery. Harry Oh, that's another one. <laughs> I am not talking about Harry Potter. But yes, all the Harry Potter cast was in that movie with the exception of Clive Owen. And then, um, but I think that that lands credence to just that whole genre of film. Who done it? Mystery. Uh, and you're just you're just sucked into the life of all these people. Character yeah. study. Yep. All that oh, was in there. Gosford yeah, Parker's character And study. so when you watch it again, you always pick up something new. Yep. Really cool. I think it's one of the best movies in the last 21 years. Um, number four. And you guys are going to hate me. Artists will kill me. Okay, this is this is but yep. I have the Avengers one, the first oh, Avengers okay. film. The first yeah. Avengers film. Okay. As my number. Why, why, why are you four. acting like that was a terrible pick? Because it's not. It, it, all the artists hate the superhero stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. But I think I think if I were to sum up the last twenty one years, I would say the last twenty one years. Marvel. Movies. Here's what I say: <laughs> superheroes, the comeback of TV, um, and wokeness. That's the last 21 Whoa. years. <laughs> and superheroes dominated the last 21 years, for sure. Yeah. Um, not fully. So I have the Avengers 1, the first Avengers film, mm-hmm. uh, where they brought everybody together for the first time. Was, was really iconic, and it was extremely entertaining. The Hulk actually did Hulk stuff, which helps. And helps a lot. Um, that, the setup for everything else, I thought about like Infinity War, but I was like, hmm. I think I had to go with the original for objective purposes. Number yeah. four, uh, the Avengers. Yeah. Number three, Spider-Man One. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right. Yep. I that was the start of all this back in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only was it the most exactly one of my most ago. favorite movies that I saw in the theater, they actually did him swinging correctly. I don't think they've ever mimicked it from then. I don't. Just the car chase scene. And him doing his thing just was really, really eye-catching. And, and, uh, but not only that, it was the start of all this superhero madness was based off of uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1, uh, which they did really well, and Willem Dafoe too. Number two of the 21st century, I have Gladiator. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. yep. Kind of for obvious reasons, but uh, it's really up there. I was, I was this close to making my number one, but I just couldn't. But... Uh, mm. That movie stands the test of time. Ultimate. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. have to talk about. Yeah. It needs. It doesn't yeah. need my my input. Yeah. Number one. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That needs no explanation as well. Yep. But yep. I think the Lord of the Rings trilogy. If I were to pick a movie out of the trilogy, I would have to say the Fellowship. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. Yes. I would um, yep. uh, everything about that movie was borderline perfect. Oh, I need to um, watch it again. That was always my favorite too. Kind of but that's not saying much. The only reason that I yeah, I would say good. And this, and this is all I'm done. The reason that if you were to ask me to choose a movie in there, most people would choose a second. I think. No, I think most people would choose a third. I kept hearing just from on the street, people always talk about Helm's two, Deep a two lot. Two Towers. Oh. Mm. Yeah, two Towers, true. Two Towers, which lands incredible because usually the middle movie is never the one anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. But they love Two Towers, which is just another... To be oh, fair, I, to be fair got, I love they, Two Towers, too. Two Towers is great. Yeah. The series is great. It's the best. Well, that's, um, that's exactly why I said don't. I was I like, if, we, if you're just going to name a trilogy, then just name but a trilogy. It, yeah, but I also wanted to say because it was because, the fel- I, because now the only reason I would say The Fellowship is because with The Two Towers and with The Return of King, they were great, but I kind of knew what to expect. When I first saw The Lord of the Rings 1... Uh, I was blown away. I was right. just like the special effects, the, the makeup, the orcs look so real. The music, it was all a first-time experience. With the two towers and stuff, they were, they were great, but I didn't, I didn't get that same first experience. I kind of knew what to expect. So I, I would have to say Fellowship of the Ring uh, would be the best movie in the last 21 years. Okay. I love that. Woo! Woo! Fellowship of the Ring, which came out, what, 2001, yeah. was yeah. the best movie <laughs> 20 years ago. We got the best movie of the whole century. Or the last 20 years. Awesome. All right, does that mean it's me? Huh. All right, let's do this thing. This was so hard. This was like sure I, I can't imagine. I can't. I don't know what choosing between children feels like, but <laughs> but I imagine that that's what that's what this kind of felt like for me. Um, I wish I could do like a top fifteen. I feel like there are like five other movies that I would really love to name, right. um, but we're just gonna go with ten. All right, <clears throat> starting off at number ten, I have Casino Royale. Oh, I just I think it's I think it's one. Of, I mean, we're gonna talk like we're gonna talk like best like. Why are you making that face? That's yeah. That's a really good pick. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> say like, oh, oh, put that on my list. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what, year, what year did that come out? 2006, I think. I think uh, yeah. we'll, we'll look to our engineer, I think, but I think, I think Joey's right. Fantastic. Yes, uh, yes. Good pick. Uh, a lot of this for me is like movies that were re- like really yep, found- Movies yep. that are, I think, objectively great, but also just really foundational and like growing up for the last 20 years too. And just like, just being like, like wow, this is why I watch movies. And I think, I mean, that was a movie for mm-hmm. me like early on that it was just like, I, I downloaded it illegally on my PSP. On my PSP. Yeah, on, on, from my PSP, and then I was like, because, and then I watched it, and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this movie's incredible. It just it changed things a lot for me uh, when it came out. Uh, number nine, I have Arrival. Nice. Mm. I, Great I, movie. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I, the sci-fi movies do it when they do it well. So yeah, it's original. so well done, yeah. yep. so well thought out. Yeah. Um, as yeah. much as I like, uh, as much as I like Dune, as much as I like uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, uh, in terms of his other sci fi movies, I just think that one, th- that one is the best one, um, in my opinion. Uh, of the, I think that one's that's one's that that's my favorite movie that he's done. Um, period. What's uh, what's his name? Denis. Thank you, Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Please don't don't mention that in my presence. I, I knew. I knew, just just to clarify, so I knew stupid. his name. I just wanted somebody else to say it because I knew I would butcher it again. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. I'll go in the hot seat Brad, for you. Yeah, Brad is my. I'm gonna point to him every time I need to say his name. <laughs> uh, number eight for me. This one might kind of come as a surprise. Um, it really surprised me as a movie. It actually surprised me as a pick on this list. But the more I think about it, the more I feel like it's just such a good movie. Uh, is Parasite? Uh, uh, have you guys seen that? I have not. I've I watched it. the first half of it. I didn't get to finish it. That's uh, that's deeply unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially because the movie changes halfway through. Oh yeah, yeah, I, um, I know, I know. 
Uh, I just uh, think I know that, that, that it's, it's it's like a really good movie. I just yeah. never got around to finishing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just can you tell me the director the director's name? I don't butcher uh, his name. Boon Jong Ho. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that's what I thought, but I just wanted to double check. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. your contributions right now. Uh, but anyway, I think that's his best movie um, uh, of the last, you know, since he started his career. And I, it, it's a movie that, like, changes genres multiple times throughout. Yeah, that's and true. And that's incredibly hard to do and execute really, really well. And I just, like, the more I think about it, the more I think that, like, every piece of it is really well done. Um, and, yeah, so I just think it's a, a great movie. Um, and it's And that one has probably... Probably the most recent one that's like really struck me as like wow, like that, that surprised me and and does a great job. Number seven, if this was a more more of a subjective list, this would be way higher up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I feel like I have to put it at seven from a more objective standpoint. Um, Interstellar, mm. I love Interstellar, man. Yep, easily, that is true. E- yeah, that's easily my favorite movie big. from the 2010 to 2020 period that decade, um, and just one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, one of only two Christopher Nolan movies on this list, as much <laughs> as that pain me to do, as much <laughs> oh, as that pain me to do. Right. Yeah, the yeah. other one's probably obvious. No, Interstellar is um, great, but Interstellar um, is is wonderful. I just there are so many moments of that movie that are just so broad, so huge, so big and great. And I just, but it also like I felt like it was really impactful emotionally, um, in that in that sense too, like on a like a, a deeper grounded level. Um, I think that's really hard to pull off. I know it's like supposed to be like a spiritual successor to 2001: A Space Odyssey, and I feel mm-hmm. like it pulls that off for the modern day too in really cool ways, yeah. without being nearly as weird as 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> all right. So coming in at number seven was Interstellar, and uh, my number six, Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. I, just, yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I, 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 you guys know I love magical realism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just think this is the best magical realist <laughs> movie, and and in some ways <laughs> horror movie, and in other ways different yeah. types of genres. But I just, this movie is, yeah, fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy, horror, uh, magical realism, I, I, <laughs> such a great movie. Such To me, such a standout in terms of uniqueness. And we just I feel like we haven't gotten a lot else like it that's done nearly as well. Um, and uh, I think that's a crime. So, yeah. Uh, it's true. Is number what six. was that guy's yeah. name? Eye Hands? Eyes and hands. Eyes and hands. Eyes and hands. Is it the pale Everybody man? Everybody remember the, the pale, pale man. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody remembers that monster. Oh, I... The yeah. pale man, I think, is the official name. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I definitely would. Argue, I definitely would argue that's uh, Guillermo's best monster uh, of any movie. <laughs> so, personally, yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, coming in at number five. So I, I can't believe you didn't have any. Uh, I, I can't believe it either. I, just, I well, you don't even know what I'm talking uh, about. But but I, I can't believe you didn't no, have already, any. I'm but like, I I I I just decided to pick one Pixar film. Okay. Um, yeah. And so and I'm gonna have to explain this. Yeah. So at number five for my Pixar film, I'm going to pick The Incredibles. Mm. Yep. And so here's how mm. I'm going to explain this. Yeah. Mm. I don't think picks? you need to, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> for well, me at least. Okay. Uh, one, I think it's the best. I, this is kind of du- a dual thing. I think it's arguably the best superhero movie. Hmm. Um, and I also think, it's, I also think it's, it's Pixar's best movie objectively um, because it's a genre movie. And there's, they don't haven't done a lot of those uh, otherwise. So we can't include Toy Story. We can't include the first Toy Story because it's out of the 21st century, right? Right. But Toy Story establishes a tendency to create really – to take, like, really genuine, great ideas, really original ideas, and execute them really, really well with great characters and story and stuff like that. And so you just have more of that in Monsters, Inc. and Finding Nemo. Um, but it's The Incredibles where they were like, no, we're doing, like, a genre, and we're taking that whole formula and adding it to it. Um, and I really only think that they've done that 
with Incredibles and Wally. I, I kind of see Wally as like a science fiction genre film uh, in a lot of ways. And I feel like those are the only two movies that they've really done that with. Everything else has just been like, hey, we have original idea and we're doing we're doing an original take on it kind of a thing. Um, and so I just to me, those two stand out as like, hey, we did a genre film in a really original, incredible way. And I think that's Incredibles. Nice. And so that's that's my pick. Hmm. Um, if I if I would really sit down on it uh, and watch all the Pixar movies again, I feel like there would probably be several throughout this list. But I didn't want to litter. I, this list could have probably been just Pixar movies and, and Chris Nolan movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I didn't want to do no, it that way. And Daniel Day-Lewis movies. And, uh, uh, is he in here? Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. He is. Um, <laughs> coming up. All right, number four, an animated movie above a Pixar movie. Ah, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Yeah, yeah. that came Spirited out. Away. Yeah, I thought the only other, uh, yeah. yeah, the only other magical realism, realism uh, yeah. on yeah. this, on this, on yeah. this list, but also um, animated. So again, not done in the same way as Pan's Labyrinth, but I just Spirited Away is such a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's just such an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. And this one was tough for me from an objective, subjective standpoint because I also actually really love Howl's Moving Castle. Um, I think that's another that's incredible choice. film. Oh, and, that's a tough choice. And uh, we were like, okay, we're going to lean into objectivity. I think Spirited Away is the more airtight film. Overall, but mm-hmm. *House of the Castle* is also an incredible, incredible movie. Yep. Um, <clears throat> all right, down to my top three. Number three, I'm choosing *There Will Be Blood*. Mm-hmm. I have, I have. A I thought deep, that might be on I your have, list. Yeah, I have a deep love for this movie, primarily <laughs> because of of uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis and um, Paul Dano. Thank you, yep. Paul Dano, who's just. Like I feel like every time he shows up, it plays such weird characters, but yeah. like does such a great job at it. Yeah, so convincing. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I just I feel like this movie, even though it's really dark, is just like a really interesting meditation on how sinfulness corrupts us, mm. like as right. as a people. Yep. Um. You know, and I mean, I feel like you maybe you get more explicit l- versions of that in other movies, but you just like see these characters like corrupt, just, and some sometimes despite their best efforts. Um, corrupt and then corrupt the people around them. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think that's when we talk about like total depravity. Um, I think that's like a really uh, great uh, example of, of just the way sin seeps in. Yes. Um, and so I just, for me, because of that, that movie, this movie is really powerful. Yeah. Um, and Daniel Day-Lewis does one of his best, if not his best acting job um, playing, playing uh, Daniel Plainview. Is that his name? Yeah, I don't I remember. So. That's probably, uh, I forget his name. Yeah. I think that's yeah. his name, Daniel Plainview. Uh, but yeah. So that's that's my number three. All right, my last two are pretty pretty predictable. <laughs> number two is the Dark Knight. There it is. Number two is the Dark Knight. Um, oh, so, number two. Yes, number two. Uh, well, you should know what my number yeah, one's going to be. Come on, yeah, I guess if we don't have a if we don't have a Dune unanimous vote like we did on the last one uh, for, <laughs> for for this top one, uh, maybe we won't, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but. I, one of the things I will state with The Dark Knight and with There Will Be Blood, I actually, so from a Christopher Nolan standpoint, as the Christopher Nolan expert, I would <laughs> self-proclaimed. <laughs> um, I would actually argue that there is an objective stance you could take that Inception is potentially the most airtight Christopher Nolan film that mm-hmm. he's done uh, in terms of like execution and uh, um, plot and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, Interstellar um, hits me uh, better because I think it has the big moments really hit on, I think a grounded emotional level and like a, Oh wow. Level whereas to me, the grounded emotional stuff wasn't as big a part of inception for me um, right. on the flip side with the dark Knight. I actually think that the I actually think Batman Begins is a better Batman movie. I think if you're going to get a Christian Bale Batman movie, that's the one. Yeah, to go I, agree. For. Um, I agree. I think that Dark Knight even started to move in the direction of I'm making really good movies 
or I'm making a really good movie, but not a really great Batman movie, which then really kind of came up badly in The Dark Knight Rises, where uh, we didn't even necessarily make it. Or The great Dark Knight flops. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I, I really do, with both There Will Be Blood and The Dark Knight, I really want to point out that one of, I think one of the most unique things we can get in movies that cinema offers is incredible acting performances. I really do think that above all else, like you can get great stories in other ways, in other places. Um, you can get great cinematography in other ways, in other places. Like you can get a lot of other things in in other forms of media, um, but you can't get like these stellar, one of a kind acting performances um, the same way you can in movies. And uh, and I think uh, <clears throat> Daniel Day Lewis in the and there will be blood and the Dark Knight. Um, it's great when you can do all of it, right? When you can do the story, the the then get the great characters and stuff like that. We can do all of it together. Um, I think the Dark Knight misses has a couple missteps. Um, it isn't a perfect movie, but Joker is just so incredible. Yeah. And and Nolan and Nolan's setup, like the different scenes, like just that opening robbery scene with yep. him, yep. is just done so well. There's so many creative, interesting setups to where he just like like let uh, Heath Ledger run wild, like with the scene and like and with the script. And I just I don't know. I think it's so good. And deserves to be towards the top. <clears throat> and finally, easily, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the most, the most. I mean, the most airtight trilogy. Again, if I was going to pick yeah. one too, it would yep. be Fellowship. I think oh, for me. Yep. Um, I think be, okay. I didn't yeah, think, I think it would be Fellowship, fellowship. for me. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, this is an argument for all of them. All three of them are great and unique, kind of in their own way too. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. Fellowship of the Ring captures the Fellowship. I think the best when they're all together and stuff like that. And I think there's something really cool about that. Hmm. Um, having the whole party together. Um, and and interacting together and stuff like that, I think is really cool. Uh, you don't get that as well or as much in the following movies. So yeah, um, and you get a lot more yeah. of the action and stuff like that. But and they yeah. even in them even in them breaking up, they were still together in a way. No, you know, for sure, just, for sure. Yeah. But but it's yeah, really but the, cool. the, the, the dynamic and stuff like that, like in the in the minds of Moria, is so cool. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. so so great. Oh yeah, but yeah, that, I mean that's, that's, that's to me that's, is the that's clear. actually a really good observation that the the fact that they're all together the first. The first movie, and they're not after that. Yeah. Is except the very probably the very the coronation of Aragorn probably yeah, is where they were right. actually came back together. I wish. Did you see, did you see the meme? <laughs> the Legolas meme no. where it's like, hey, remember when I said you have my bow and never talk to you again for the rest of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the trilogy. You know what? I wish they would have kind of had a scene where it was kind of they all kind of came back the original together. That would have been neat. Okay, whatever. Yeah. It's a anyway. good idea. Put me in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put anyone in charge after uh-huh. the Hobbit films. But anyway. Yeah, if Doug was in charge, Gandalf would be doing Dragon Ball Z moves. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't lose to the Witch King. I can tell you that right now. <clears throat> Gandalf <laughs> KO Ken attack level five. Yeah, yeah. He, he already was. Yeah. With Gandalf the, the gold hair. I actually, actually, right, I said put. Right. I actually, I said put anyone right. in charge after the Hobbit, but I should have said put anyone in charge after that Amazon trailer. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, the Lord of the Rings for me is the easy is the easy winner. Nice. Um, okay. In terms of cinematic history, like just like top contenders. Everything. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and just so so almost perfectly done. I yeah. mean, I don't know if any movie is perfectly done, but right. uh, and as close as you can get, in my opinion. Right. And right. to do a trilogy that way. Because some people might say, hey, it's cheating to say three movies are one movie. But I would also argue that you have three times the amount of content to, to do well. And they made them all at uh, once. Yeah, they made them all at once. It took them like four years or whatever. Yeah. They made them all at once. So, one yep. movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Athena. Athena, hit us. All right. So I'm going to start myself. off. Um, with 
something that Dove said we were not going to do on our top ten list, um, which is oh. with a comedy. Um, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. He said him. Yeah, he said he was. I said me, Athena, but yes. Um, and I think that my list, what I really tried to do was take a movie from every category that I care about. So like genre, yeah. yeah every mm-hmm. genre that I cared about, I I might have had five movies that could have made this list, but they were all in the same genre, and so I kicked off four of mm. the ones that I think are not as good as that one, and that's kind of how I did it. Okay. So Interesting. my number ten, and a lot of them, I felt like I could make a case, like you said, I could make a case for why it is the best of this time period, but also I have a lot of personal connections with it. So my number ten mm-hmm. is Anchorman. Um, yeah, you love that movie. I love that movie. I really do. <laughs> yeah, this do. is a purely subjective and, list. And so it would be your number one. And it makes no sense for me to love that movie because yeah. typically that is not my type type of humor at all. Um, but I just think it's I think it's the funniest movie of the 21st century. I think mm-hmm. it is the most quotable movie in for me. Um, I, I don't quote movies, but I can quote you 90% of that movie. <laughs> um, and there are so many good cameos, and it's super rewatchable. I just... I. I, I, I kind of had said, I don't know if I said this to you or not, but um, I had a really close friend in high school, and we must have watched that movie together 20 times, 30 times. Um, and we would just see each other in the hallways in high school and say something like, you look like a blueberry. I mean, just just because that was that was our, and we were really close. And, and so he passed away a couple of years ago, and I just, hmm. I watched that movie and I, I think of our friendship, and I just, yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of pieces of it that, yeah. that matter I for me. I think Anchorman so for you is... Real deep for Anchorman, yeah. but... Yeah. <laughs> Anchorman for you is like Dumb and Dumber for me, I feel. I feel like I can quote every single thing. Yeah. But I also feel like yeah. you, you, can, you can make a pretty significant argument for it being a great comedy of the 21st century yeah. and being one of the best pretty yeah. easily. Oh, and one yeah. of the best that isn't R-rated, because I know that a lot of people oh, it's point not? to... St- no, it no it's not. There's, oh, there's oh. at least a version of it. Well, there's an unrate, there is an unrated version, but okay. that unrated version only adds a scene. It, it really only adds like one scene where he says the F word a couple times, and even that is a, a way less profane than mm. every other R-rated movie. It's just because they go over the one F word limit that it becomes worse right. from PG-13 to It's what to you call a, uh, a generation generational defining comedy yeah you know the, you can you can understand an entire generation of of kids through that movie mm. yeah true uh, but i know a lot of people i know a lot of people who who aren't us who would probably point to like Step Brothers, but that that's yeah. a, a far right more that's vulgar yeah. movie and, yeah 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 so i think I or think or uh, I think uh what's one with bradley cooper that one hangover. oh the hangover, hangover yeah, maybe the wedding too. crashers those were big time comedies. Oh, yeah, huge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right None of them are as good as Anchorman. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so then I'll go to number nine, um, which is a movie called Spotlight. Um, yes. I don't remember what year yep. it came out in, but... 2015. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I, agree, I, I agree love with movies based on true stories yeah. that are not actually documentaries. I don't like documentaries, but I like, like, like the movie adaptation of that story. So... When I watch a movie like that, I immediately get on my phone and look up everything I possibly can about what happened in that situation. Um, and I just thought, I thought the pacing was so good. I was I was on the edge of my seat as much as you can be for a movie like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just, I thought the acting was great. I don't really like Michael Keaton. I really don't like him very much. But I thought he did a great job in this movie, mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams. Um, and I just, I thought the characters were believable. Um and it was just, I just thought it was really good storytelling and really good investigative. Um, Reporting. Yes. Journalism. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that was number nine. Um, and number eight is Interstellar. 
Nice. Um, and again, this is a sci-fi movie, and you all know what I feel about sci-fi movies. Um, <laughs> we got a distress signal. <laughs> there you go. Every sci-fi movie out there. And I I've it. talked about this before, that when movies do things with time and, like, time bending, I, I'm out. I'm like, for sure. I, you start yeah. talking about... Yep. Abstract concepts. Yeah. Yeah. Things outside deal. the box, and I'm like, I'm done. And I just thought this movie did it well, explained it well, showed it well. So that I was not lost at mm-hmm. any point. I really wasn't lost. And, you know, when you see the the kind of the stuff at the end, like when he's behind the bookcase, I think that's yeah. mm-hmm. the books, right. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like it just fit together really well. And there was no there were no holes for me. Like, mm-hmm. like, I feel like most of the time that's my issue is that I find like 12 holes that, um, well, it, it shouldn't be that way because of this or um, and I just. <laughs> I felt like what Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes, <laughs> that's how you felt about Spider-Man. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and so I just I I think that that was why I loved it so much. Um, I also love I love the cornfield scene. Um, mm, yeah, and I also love knowing that Christopher Nolan planted all that corn for the scene specifically, <laughs> and that it's not wow. fake. Like they, I love that. I think that's so cool. Mm. Um, let's see. Mm. I think that's all I have to say about that. One. Anyway, I just I thought I thought that was great, and I I also picked two Christopher Nolan movies, and I probably could have picked more, but um, mm. I picked The Dark Knight as my number seven. Mm. Oh, um, followed up with yep. another Christopher Nolan movie. Okay. Yep. Right back to back. Um, but and I mean the same reason that you guys did. Heath Ledger yep. made that movie. Yeah. He did. Yep. Um, and. And I really only knew him from, I did not, what did you say, The Patriot? I didn't watch The Patriot. I have never watched The Patriot, actually. Um, I know. I know, I know, Athena. I know. It's another one on my list. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I, wait, that movie was not on your top ten, though. The Patriot? Yeah. Oh, not on my top ten. Oh, wait, well, what year did it come out? definitely 90s. It's definitely, it's, it's, no, it's really? 2001. Really? Yeah. Oh shoot. <laughs> Checks okay. notes. Dude, there are Adjusts. some. I'm, yeah. I, I, like, I will full disclosure. Oh, you're kidding. There, yeah. Full disclosure. There's probably some stuff I missed. Yeah. Okay. okay. I already know that. Look know, over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, thir- so was it 13 hours? 13 hours gone. Uh, <laughs> it'd be t- uh, well, it'd be hard. Ooh. Well, 13 hours is out of your 10. So I'm just assuming that if you added it to your list, <laughs> the, the 10. Would I'm not saying it. It might, it might not be my 10. Oh, it might be higher than that. I'm surprised. Patriot's a great movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, the only thing I had really seen Heath Ledger in, I saw him in A Knight's Tale, and I saw him in that was yeah, which was garbage. You guys hate A Knight's Tale. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. You guys hate anyway. No, don't let me interrupt. Keep going. I saw him in A Knight's Tale, and I saw him in Ten Things I Hate About You, and I love Ten Things I Hate About You. So, but I was I like I saw his name in the in the list, and I was like, well, that's bizarre. Very similar. Very similar characters. Ten Things I Hate About You and uh, (laughs) And The Dark Knight. Yeah. So I just I mean. There's nothing, there's nothing better than that. he's the best portrayal of a, a villain that I feel like I've ever seen. So, mm-hmm. um, and so I just think it doesn't really even matter what the rest of the movie is um, because I think I would agree. I think Batman Begins. I would choose that over The Dark Knight minus Heath Ledger. Like Dark Knight minus Heath Ledger would not be as good from a as, Batman standpoint or yes. a plot standpoint. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry, I have pages. Um, number six for me is called Little Miss Sunshine. Um, mm. It's like a family drama, comedy sort of thing. Um, and road trip. It's, oh, yeah, they, they go on a road trip. It's Steve Carell, C- Tony Collette, um, Alan Alda, Paul Dano again, and Abigail Breslin. Um, and Abby it's basically... Breslin. 
<laughs> and it's basically um, a story of a very dysfunctional family who has a lot of problems that feel very uh, accurate to like the typical American family. Um, and they go on a road trip um, to take Abigail Breslin to like a pageant, like a beauty pageant. And um, it's just, a re- I just think it's a really great story. I think the cast works really well together. Um, it's where I started to love Tony Collette so much. And yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, um, number five. Okay. Number five is, I love this movie and most people do not love this movie, but that's okay. Number five for me is The Shape of Water, um, mm. which I know, I know. Yuck! But uh, go ahead and say I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so it kind of plays into what Joey just was talking about with magical realism. I love magical realism. Also, it's Guillermo, right? It yes, is Guillermo. it is Guillermo. Okay. Um, and it is just the most visually stunning cinematography I have seen in a movie mm. ever. Um, I mean, the way that he uses water and the way that he uses colors is just, I, have, I feel like I've not seen anything like it and I before or after. I did not get that far. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I know that there's pieces of it that we don't even need to talk about, like the main part that we don't need to talk about. But but I and I also think the main actress uh, Sally Hawkins is is mute, and the way that she communicates again with sign language, I just I think it's beautiful. And this is a very emotional connection for me. I just. I think there's so many beautiful pieces about this movie. I I just ignore the rest of it um, because those just pieces. Just ignores the fish man love. Yes, um, I think about honestly. Oh, I thought there's about more like, than that. Beauty and the Beast. Like oh. I I don't know. I thought about it in that in that way, and I was like, that's not that bad. So, <laughs> so I I don't know. I those things for me, the way that Sally Hawkins her performance and also um, the just the way it was shot, the cinematography. I I can't think of anything better than those those things. Yeah, so. and I, I think it's also I think it is a really clever idea that this idea that like there would be a monster and like that it's a monster movie, but that like she would be the only one able to communicate with the monster because she can like she can sign and, and make signs that like nobody else would think to everyone else would be like, Hey, do you speak English? And the monster would be like, Rawr! <laughs> and then they're like, Okay, no you don't. Well then we can't communicate and we're at a standstill. Um, again, kind of like a rival, I feel like it 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 has I don't know it's it's a cool it's a really cool link I think that he makes for monster movies in that movie um, where he's like well wait if this person if this scenario happened they could potentially communicate I think that mm. I think it's kind of ingenious actually for someone who loves monster movies so much uh, I'm talking about Guillermo but yeah, yeah so uh, okay I'll move on um, so <laughs> my number four is a movie I forgot about until like two days ago and Joey reminded me is Pride and Prejudice um, yeah. which I can't believe I forgot about Oof. but just yeah. I mean again that's another the reason it's number it's one higher is because I think the cinematography is even better. Um, yeah. Just the, the, most the be- scenes are what? Oh, you said the most beautiful cinematography I've ever seen, except for except Pride for Pride Prejudice. Sorry, I missed that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's because I swapped them because at at one point I had it the other way around, and then I thought to myself that it was there's yeah. there's so many pieces that are better, um, and that one is not just that the cinematography is great, but the the cast is great the the chemistry they have is great mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's yep. my favorite Kira Knightley role I'm not I don't love Kira Knightley like she's fine but I just I thought she really embodied that character so well yes she did 
Um, do you, do you hear that? All the people, the fans of the BBC version? Yeah, you Grant. Are you hearing that? <laughs> I'm Wait, a right. There's a big argument. Is it 100% behind Athena on this one? There, put me on the record. It's better than the TV show. I tried to watch the TV show, and for the first 20 minutes, the TV show is Elizabeth sitting down and doing this at her father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking you. Uh, I mean, I'm like, is she gonna talk? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. And even like Donald Sutherland as yes. her father was so good. Yep. Just her, her mother was incredible. I think her mother was the greatest piece. actress yep. in that whole movie. Her I hated was, her yep. mom. Sorry, oh my gosh. it was Colin Firth. I apologize. Yes, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just the mm. the chemistry and the cast was so good, and yep. and I so that was my romance pick. Um, Non-fishman romance pick. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, because actually, Who my knows next what movie that was. Um, is my number three. This I had the same problem as Joey. I was trying to pick one animated movie to go on here, and it was just torture. Um, I yeah. narrowed it down to like five, and then I just picked one. Um, I kind of just picked one based on a movie that Joey and I have watched together many times, and we just love it. And I think it might be like our our favorite Pixar movie to watch together. So I picked Wally as my number three. Um, I love Wally. Yep, I I wasn't sure if everyone would would like Wally, but um, but anyway, I, <laughs> well, it's it's yeah, it's it, it's so hard for us too, right? Because because mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there are I feel like Monsters Inc. and The Incredibles I almost pick like from a childhood standpoint, but then like Wally and Up are just like movies we watch together mm-hmm. and a lot mm-hmm. and have really yeah. deep personal connection with. Yeah, we so. have these cute little mugs that have Wally and Eva on them, and then when you put them together, it makes a little heart. I got that in Disney. Um, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, it just it gets you to care about a robot. Like, yeah. And, and I feel like when you look at other Pixar movies, you look at, like, uh, Toy Story, and you look at... Now, obviously, Toy Story is the best one, but, um, but I feel it, but you can't use it anyway. So I'm just saying, like, it gets you to care about toys. Like, they still have, like, human faces or, like... And I feel like it gets you to feel the same way about a robot that doesn't... That can't speak to you. Yeah. Um, and that's just really powerful that, like, that they can do that. Um, so I... And I also thought the visuals of space that they do, like, they're animated, but the visuals of space are so cool. Yeah, you're right um, about that. And, yeah. Um, and and then the adventure scenes, like, when, when he's, like, getting chased by other robots. I don't know. I just... I love it. All of it is so good. So... <laughs> so, um, so good. Yep. So that was my number t- three. Uh, my number two... I actually swapped them because I thought about it. We talked about it yesterday. But um, my number two is No Country for Old Men. Mm. Yep. Um, Surprise! It wasn't on your list. Uh, I yeah. was looking for it. Yeah. yeah, No Country for Old Men. There's the Coen Brothers. New, now they no, showed up. No Country for Old Men and True Grit. Yeah, yeah. working really hard yeah, on my list. Those. This yeah. is why. This is why, what I said about about feeling like I'm choosing between children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, No Country for Old Men. It was the first R-rated movie that I ever saw. I was 16, and my mom let me go see it on my 16th birthday. Um. And I just, I don't know. I was wowed by. Pretty much everything. I I love Tommy Lee Jones um, and Javier Bardem. That was kind of the first time I had really seen him, and he just he was scary. In that. Sugar was is so scary. Yeah, great. So yeah. scary. He's just a really scary guy. Um, and like the intensity that he brings to that movie is there's nothing like it. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and the story and the pacing are done so well, and I just feel like yeah, it's mm-hmm. just amazing. Yeah. Um, and I love it. So. Okay. 
Uh, and my number one. The number one for everyone else, and I actually. <laughs> oh, we are going to have an unanimous vote. Yep, we, are. we better. Um, Lord of the Rings, and mm. and I think that I thought about it for a while because I was having a hard time, and you guys are going to hate me for this. I was having a hard time with No Country for Old Men and Lord of the Rings because huh. I love them both very much. Hmm. But I thought about Lord of the Rings for a while, and I my I've said this before. My dad read The Hobbit to me when I was like really little, and so I think that when I watched Lord of the Rings, like everything that I had read and imagined in my mind, I didn't watch any of the, the old school Hobbit. 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 Yeah. I didn't yeah, watch yeah. any of that. Yep. Yep. Um, so everything that I had thought about in my mind from reading the Hobbit with my dad and then reading Lord of the Rings on my own, it was, it felt like it came right from my, what I had imagined. Yeah. Like, yep. like what I had imagined reading on that page came to life. And that's just the coolest thing. Like when I'm, when they can do that, when they can take something that you read and put it on the screen in like perfection yeah I, it i yeah. think that's yeah it's hard to fight with so um i <laughs> i i wrote one my there's one piece of lord of the rings that i do not like and that is Liv tyler i have a problem uh, with Liv tyler i just don't uh, like her <laughs> and i think they could have picked someone better these, these actresses I just know. for no reason that are yeah. <laughs> athena just they she just hates them. <laughs> i didn't know Liv tyler was in that list i i like hate her i just think there could have been so many better it was a bad choice okay. it was yeah bad choice. i do i think that was a bad that's choice. the only, the only did you like miranda otto yes oh yeah i liked her too yep. Great. No. um yeah. i i felt like they had they did such a good job casting that that one was just like that was not what i expected mm. and i didn't like it so mm. um but other than that i mean and that's just such a tiny part yep. and it doesn't yeah. really it's personal preference too so yeah. um but yeah i we've told you before we thought about Nolan's middle name being Aragorn, so clearly we love Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm so excited we have a unanimous vote. Yep. So I thought, we don't I know. Thought, I don't know, Luke. So oh, yeah, I guess that's Luke, true. Luke but I, thought, I thought sometimes. for sure she was going to pick No Country for Old Men oh, as number one. Yeah. Wow. So, well, that's great. Mm. Yep. That's great. Okay, so uh, for my list. Um, oh, oh, right, right, right. Great list, Athena, except for The Shape of Water. <laughs> 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 uh, be- best, best movies of the 21st century. Oh, boy. Um, Here we go. I had to kick off two. Because mm. at the beginning of this podcast, when we first started it years ago with Agents of the Silver Screen, I said, I am not going to, I draw the line at movies that's, that I believe, there are sexual situations in movies where I feel like the movie's not celebrating sexual scenes. And I, sometimes I tolerate that because um, sometimes a, a character uh, is, is, is raped, not necessarily on the camera, but it's a, you could say it's a sexual situation that you should not show to children, but it's appropriately... Uh, viewed as something horrible and terrible, okay? Sure. And yeah. I believe there's a place for that in cinema. Um, I don't promote um, movies that celebrate sex- sexual scenes, okay? And as a result, I had to kick off two movies from my top ten list. Uh, <laughs> are you going to tell us what those movies yeah, are? Yeah, okay. Minority Report. Yeah. Minority Report. I oh, wonder. Man, I thought, that's a good I thought one. Minority Report might be on your list. Yeah. Man. I had to kick it off. It's, it's probably one of the greatest sci-fi films, and it's, it's Tom Cruise's best acting job of his whole career. Hmm, wow, that's, that's high praise. It is high praise. <laughs> uh, and, high praise. And, 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 and uh, sci-fi films are not known for their acting. But that scene is one of the greatest top ten greatest acting scenes where, where, where Tom Cruise, he, he does a 180 where he's like, I would never kill anybody. But then he looks at that picture of his son. He's like, I am going to kill this man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Tom, that's, that's the greatest scene you've ever acted in your entire career, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay. I don't um, remember this. I don't he, remember he, he finds the. There's almost like oh, there's a little well, bit. It seems like there's a little bit of joy in it. 
There's so much in his face. In his face is like there's like so there's almost like there. I'm gonna kill this man. I'm gonna take pleasure. In yeah, yeah, it, you know? yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Where where he he be, he's yeah. not a believer before, but he's a believer now. It's all making sense to him in the most <laughs> in, in the most messed up way, right? But mm. but the, the, there's 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 like there's unnecessary sexual things that they put in there. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, where I have to fast forward. Okay, yeah. if I have to fast forward, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's off. fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, second sci- one. Sci-fi is such a tough. Yes. Such a tough genre for yeah. this because yes. they're like, oh yeah, and they really th- take advantage. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they do of, like, of yeah. perversion. They're like, oh, the future. There's definitely gonna be way more yes. nudity, and you're like, yeah. well, no, why? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. yeah, stop. It's unfortunate. So I had to kick that one off. The other one I had to kick off was Casino Royale, um, the greatest Bond movie of all time. All Bond movies look up to it. All Bond movies, um, uh, all Bond movies that came up, uh, past it look back to it. Okay, that's the peak. It's the pinnacle. It actually has something in it called espionage, which is something we all want to see. From a Bond movie, I, would, I just want to see espionage. I don't care about the explosions. I don't care about the cool suits. Please, just give me espionage. And they actually had it in Casino Royale, and after that, never saw it again. It was gone. <laughs> couple, couple honorable mentions. I had to kick off Gosford Park, Memento, Moneyball, and Iron Man. I had to kick off the list. Really? There it is. Wait, I didn't know we were given. I didn't know we were given all these honorable mentions. If you do it for five seconds like I did, you can do it. Okay, okay. cool. Well, then we're coming back. You kicked off Gosford Park. Why for the same reason? There's a lot. There's why, a lot. Why, why Moneyball? You kicked off Moneyball. Hold on. Hold on. Wow. Gosh. Let me let me see. And Gosford Park. Number, number ten. Number ten. There's a, there's a lot on here that you guys you guys can say. I'm surprised it's not on there. Number ten. And Glorious Bastards. Oh no. I, I, I immediately not. Uh, well, that's, that's right. You you didn't see that for a long time. You just saw right. it like, like two I saw years it like ago. a couple of years ago, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "This is you not could, that great." You, I think you could argue for maybe two of the best scenes. For sure, two great well, scenes. Two just, great scenes. It's just an, it, beginning and it's basement. A, the fact that it's an equal parts French, English, and German, and um, mm. they, they, it was a really no, it was interesting. A great movie. It was a really interesting idea 10. of experimenting with a Hollywood. I mean, of a World War II what if. Really interesting. Yeah, idea. yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, Great yeah. idea. You can't abuse it too much, right? It's like a surprise ending. If you keep doing it, it's like, okay, all right, so I stop. But but <laughs> those two scenes, the first scene and the basement scene, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, those are just incredible scenes. Very well done. That's just true. Just 20-minute long scenes. Yeah, yeah, of, they're very, You're very, on the edge of your seat. Just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of, just when he, of just, scenes that are that intense for that long. You know, in, in other movies. Just when Christoph Waltz looks at him, you're harboring enemy, enemies of the state, aren't you? Yes, yes. You know, right. just, and he just, right away. From the, from the script yep. to the cinematography, the oh. costumes, the characters. <laughs> very well done. And Glorious Bastards, number 10. There's a quick scene in there that's not appropriate, though. That's true. Oh. Uh, again, that one, in my mm. opinion, doesn't celebrate. It's not a scene of, of, mm. of cel- it's It's an attack on the character of the German character. To me, in, in my opinion... That uh, that does not celebrate hmm. sexual. Wait, but do you fast forward through it? Um, skip. We use skip the word skip now. Uh, I, that, skip that's, twenty twenty two. Question. I, I think I, I think I should, but <laughs> I think that um, it's 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 kind of hard to be led astray in that scene. If you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, like, sure. Okay. No, I'm, like, I'm, yeah, I understand the argument, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, I, it's so funny because I also don't remember so many of these scenes. He's at Casino Royale, yeah. and I was like, "What is he talking about?" Yep. I don't remember I what remember. you're talking about. Every Bond film, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so, yeah, there are some stuff in uh, Casino Royale. Number nine, uh, The Passion of the Christ. Oh. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I have to give oh, that my movie goodness. credit because of what it did. Dude. A lot of these movies are yeah. set around language. They did in Aramaic. My goodness. That's the that, uh, what an achievement. These people don't know Aramaic and they learned yeah, it for this movie. No, that's yeah. Um, wow. uh, all the hard the work that went into that movie. The dedication to yeah. being faithful. The oh, dedication. I 
the dedication that the that that Mel Gibson it has to be recognized. Now there's a lot of Christians out there like you shouldn't portray Christ. I get it. I understand. Um, the Bible says there's a second commandment violation. I don't believe it is at all. I really don't. Um, you know, it, I, just like at a school play, if someone's portraying Christ, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know, as soon as they say, uh, "Who are you?" Well, I'm 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 playing Jesus Christ. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. I, I so. Um, but, but again, the dedication, the time, uh, the hard work that went into it, um, and, and the fact that a lot of the right people hated that movie, okay, speaks volumes mm-hmm. to me that, okay, this definitely yeah. is one of it's, the greatest that's, movies of That's hard to century. rewatch. It's hard to rewatch. Yeah, and, and that's that, why but, it's not but I think speaks, I mean, that's not why it's not higher. No, no, right. It speaks to its quality. Yes. That, that you're like, man, I don't know if I want to watch that again. Just the you dedication know? of Jim Caviezel in that movie yeah. and the, the pain he went through, which, 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 which exceeds that of Leonardo DiCaprio of, of The Revenant, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the <laughs> This entire time, I feel like we've been naming movies and Tom's been like, oh, dang it, and then like writing them down because he didn't remember them. This is the first uh, time that I've been like, oh, dang it. Yeah. I, I ashamedly yeah. did not have that in my consideration. Okay. I got a bunch I just uh, didn't think about. Number, number, uh, that was number nine, number eight, Apocalypse. I knew it. I knew that I one knew was going to be there. I knew I was, that one was going to be there. I forgot about it. It's like, a great Luke's movie. prefacing Mel Gibson directed yeah, man. <laughs> I've thought of that movie as soon as he said "Pass the Cross." I'm like, "Dang it!" Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that one too. Just, just, I mean, so, 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 this one, you know, deserves a spot because what else can you compare this movie to? The way that they led you into that world, and yeah. and just did a, such an amazing job. Again, another dedication to the language they did it in. They did it in Mayan, the Mayan language, and the dedication of the actors. And the way that they brought you into that world, and and one, a lot of these films, and uh, the reason I put them on there is the way that they led you into a world, right? No suspension of disbelief at any point during that film, none, mm. zero, zip. Okay, I was sold, sold hook, line, and sinker. That yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, um, and, and just the way that they weren't afraid to say something bad about an indigenous people. That is also speaks volumes to why this film is on this list. Just riveting film. Doesn't matter what culture you're from, that is an interesting, wonderfully made film. One of the best scenes too in movies, I would say. Uh, Just the which one? Very, very end. Last scene in the movie. Oh. No, no, not the last scene in the movie. Uh, when they when they chase him onto the beach. To kill him, yeah, that was, oh. and they see the conquistadors coming in. They forget that, that to me was just like oh. that was just in, what an incredible scene that was. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Um, here, here we go with the Coen Brothers' True Grit. Number six. Ooh. Could have said that one was going to be on grit. this list. <laughs> Seven. Okay, it's number seven. <laughs> Why? Can anyone name me? Can anyone name me? Can, can anyone name me a Western film in the last twenty years that can even hold a candle to that movie? Not no. Can hold a candle. Again, the dedication. Cowboys versus aliens. The, 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 <laughs> that's it. The dedication oh, of the Coen Brothers to be to be true to what would these people in this time in this state? What would they be talking about? They'd be arguing about the Civil War. That's what they did. They'd be arguing about going through Indian territory. They'd be arguing about who would get the money. They'd be arguing about bringing a little girl along. They wouldn't be arguing about, like, what's man and is everybody a slave and uh, why are we judging people by their skin color? Would not be talking about that. <laughs> and every Western that comes out nowadays, it's like, let's, let's view this film through the eyes of an American in 2022. All right? That's, and, and, and all of the Westerns that come out were never, none of them were not even remotely as faithful to the source of the time and place and the characters. Again, it is just a wonderful love letter to that time and place by the writers. I don't think this is better than, than True Grit. 
savages. Hostiles. Hostiles. Hostiles is the only thing that I would say holds remotely a candle. I, th- I think it's also a good Western film, but I, I, yeah. I don't think it's as good as True Grit. Okay, and I will I say that can hold a candle to it yeah. because that was also faithful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly so. Right. But a lot of the, a lot of the Westerns... Savages. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! What? No, I don't. I didn't get the joke. No, no, no. no, no. Athena was oh, going no. to be like, "Oh, Joey's about to say, say hostiles," but she thought that the movie was savages, <laughs> so she joined savages. I was like, I was like, yes, on hostiles. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, True Grit. Again, just the argument that they had about the, the, the massacre that happened in Lawrence, Kansas with Bill Anderson and uh, Captain Quantrell. And the argument that they had was just was such a great indicator mm-hmm. about what would these people be talking about? And, and, and the fact they didn't explain it, and they didn't explain it to anybody um, uh, watching, you got a really great glimpse yeah. of this is probably what they would be talking about. And it was just had it did had no respect for the people in this time and place, which is great. I want to see every single Western movie it became the standard of Western movies and everything yeah. else has been subpar to that movie. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's I actually loved that they do that and I feel like there's not a lot of other movies that do. Yeah. This idea you know, like I mean the idea that it's like, you know, if you want to prove your identity you have to answer something really personal about yourself that like only like somebody else would know kind of a thing. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of movies in different time periods don't do that. Like they're not talking about really intricate little pieces of history yeah. that that like nobody like really knows off the top of their head. Like right. because everybody wants to be mainstream and you don't want to leave the person out. But Coen brothers do that in that movie and it's really cool. Yep. Uh number six, Sicario. Yes, um, thought about Sicario. Uh, One of my babies that I left out. Yeah, <laughs> Sicario, uh, <sighs> a, a great introduction to, to uh, uh, what's the director's name again? Um, Denny. 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 Okay, a great introduction to him and his his work. Um, did what was the other guy who was involved in that? Um, oh, it's Taylor Sheridan. Taylor, it's, he's yes. the writer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to those two people, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's coming together. What a masterpiece! Yeah. Um, what uh, again, bringing to bringing you into a world where you're like. I have no idea this world has existed, and I, b- I believe everything you're saying about it. Yep. Um, the, 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 the anti-hero aspect of everybody involved. Nobody was really the hero. Um, uh, yep. and you, 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 actually, most of the people yeah. who presented themselves as the hero, most of the people were actually the villains, mm-hmm. identifiable villains. They were bad people. These were bad people, and the way that they, they fooled you. They fooled you so well. You know, um, from well, such a, and such a great illustration of government. Yes. <laughs> play too. Yeah. What's going on down there yeah. and all that kind of stuff and, and the corruption of everybody involved. Yeah. Nobody know, but, was untainted. I know, but even the scene at the very end where he's sitting with his family, yeah. it, you cut, they kind of twist that too. You're, you you almost like this guy looks like a good guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, you're like, yeah, yeah. it's just the whole idea that he's sitting there like, having man. a family meal and you're like, you sympathize with him and. Yeah, right. And they're, for, they're, for a half the, I think that's what the filmmakers are going for. Yeah. And then you you're know, like, oh, wait, there was that house with all those bodies in it at the beginning of the movie. And right. this guy yeah. did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. You have to like, remind yourself. Yep. Again, just, just well, actually, intense scenes. Yeah. Not as long as Inglorious Bastards. Very heavy. Very intense scenes. The, yeah. the, the traffic scene is one of the greatest scenes where they're sitting in traffic and, you know, and the, you know, the like, oh, just great, great scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can't go into it. Um, number five, uh, I had Gladiator. Um, up until yep. this point, up until Gladiator, the only interaction we had with the Roman, uh, the Roman culture and citizenry, um, was the 1950s films, Ben Hur, and mm-hmm. um, 
uh, I think it's the cloak or the robe or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was like you know the fake, you know, uh, captain, you know, uh, you know the fake Roman things. <laughs> and, you know, uh, but, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was fake. I mean, up until then, you didn't really have. But then, then, then they brought it. Ridley Scott brought it and gave it a serious nod. And, 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 you know, just the opening battle scene, and you, know, you looked at the tactics of the Romans, and, and they contrasted the superiority of, of order versus chaos, just mob attacking, why were the Romans successful, all the way up to, you know, Proximo, who was a great actor, I, f- I forget his name, um, uh, Oliver, oh, man. Oliver something, something Oliver, uh, but uh, the fact that he died halfway through and had to use 3D, oh, it's a shame, but... Um, just gladiator, like you said, Duff. Don't really have to say much. Really well. Yeah, you don't. Really well, actually, with an incredible bad guy, Oliver Joaquin, Reed. Oliver Reed, thank you. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, brilliant actor. You know, put him on the map. You know, uh, I put him right up there with uh, Javier he, Bardem, and um, and uh, he's one of the greatest villains of all film oh, history, absolutely, yes. for sure. Okay, so uh, number four again. Different another one I was expecting it. on your list, but not. Uh, What's not that again? There. Another four. Another one I was expecting on everyone's list, but oh. it wasn't on there. Some people's list anyway. Uh, not Athena's, but um, Master and Commander. Um, oh, Master and Commander. Yeah. Second only, second only to Lord of the Rings in its attention to detail. Um, I, I, uh, a distant cousin of mine talked about that movie, and he's he he is a sailor, an actual sailor. He's mm. like everything that in that movie was was accurate. It's a great to, movie. To sailing. One of the most underrated movies in film history, yes. for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Hmm. Um, another thing where they're having conversations: what would these people be talking about? You know, they don't tell you who Lord Nelson is, and if you don't know who Lord Nelson is, you don't know the significance of why they're talking about Lord Nelson. But they are, mm-hmm. and you don't need to explain because that's what those people would be talking about. <laughs> you know, and, and those a, people aren't thinking about what somebody. 100 or however many years later would would, would be exactly. wondering about brilliant yeah, yeah. uh so the pro- the problem uh, uh, the another part about that movie is, is just the parts in that movie when you watch oh this part oh this part oh this part i love movies where i'm like oh i love this part oh i love this part i love this part again uh, a, a great a great commentary on on the arguments that were going on at that time especially with you know um you know charles darwin and and you know all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff but this is the thing pre-darwin i think but uh, again, how much the English hated the French. You know, this boat is England. You know, the the, 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 the it's surprising at the end. They lived up to the surprise. It's just so well done. What a great attention to detail. The, probably the thing that sets it like just the icing on the cake for that movie is the part where that man was whipped. Those two men were whipped for not saluting. Okay, mm-hmm. and and again, a thing in a lot of movies would be like, why, why? You know, to most Americans, would be like, oh, it's not so bad. But you gotta understand, in that time, in that boat, you're halfway across the world, um, and and you gotta maintain order and discipline. That point that they made so strongly, you gotta do it. I'm sorry, it's just you know, it's nothing personal, but you gotta salute, all right? And and the, the dynamic between the 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 crew and the uh, the uh, the leadership was just great, you know. And Pirates of the Caribbean was such a joke after I watched that movie. Um, <laughs> number three, Patriot. Um, ooh, there. Uh, number three. Wow. Number three, Patriot. Wow. Just what? It's just everything you want to see in a film. Okay, good guys, bad guys. America, awesome. You know, that just <laughs> great. It's great. I mean, when was the last oh, time you saw a movie like this? You know, uh, they used to be all over the place. You know, back in Mel Gibson Prime, we had movies like this all over the I place. I think that's my issue with it is that it's a is, is that it's a dying film trend. It's like comes at the end of a dying film trend, which is a travesty of the epics, the historical yes. epics. Mm-hmm. Like, right. um, I feel yeah. like it comes towards the end of that. Um, but I also, for me, I just don't think it's as good as a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I didn't end up on my list. Yep. But, but it's a heavy consideration. Great bad guy. Uh, great story. Uh, it's, it, they combine two historical characters and uh, the battle of Calpens at the end there of what they actually did. That's historically accurate. 
Um, I'm a huge revolu- uh, War for Independence buff, and um, I love uh, reading about these characters and what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that uh, it was, uh, it was, it was accurate. It wasn't a hundred percent true. One of the best uh, ending battles, too, I would say, between good guy and bad guy. Uh, okay, that yeah. was really an incredible. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, number two, uh, Avengers. Wow! Wow! Oh, my All right. Just, just. What did I have? Listen, I had we had a whole decade. We had a whole decade building up to this one event. And wait, which Infinity, one are you talking about? Avengers, just the first Avengers, one. First, oh, the first Avengers, yeah. okay. Infinity War was only possible because of Avengers. Yeah, and you could argue yeah, Avengers yeah. was probably only possible because of Iron Man. But I mean, which was only possible because of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the legs, the legs holding up this torso, and the torso is incredible. Just the, w- that scene at the end where they're going through and everyone's just doing their thing. Hulk's doing his thing. Yeah, Iron Man's doing his thing. One shot. Know? It was like one, one shot. shot. You know, yeah. and he's, well, he's taking some guys out on thirty fifth didn't invite me I, I mean like i wanted to cry when he said that i was like here it is on all its glory comic book glory we're just celebrating it now we've done it you know yeah, we've done right it. Yeah. we're here and, and we're not sorry we did it well and now let's just let's have a scene where we just celebrate it for like 20 minutes great idea oh so well executed yep. and just unprecedented in in movie history that that we are able to bring these egos together these stories together these plots together well done. Built up by... Well, and, the, and, and the movie itself scenes. acknowledges it, which I think is what's so ingenious about it, mm-hmm. is that like it brings the characters together and they don't get along. Yeah. Because like, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, like this That's movie, like true. they're going to team up immediately and it's going to be awesome the whole way through. And right. like the whole movie is like, well, no, they wouldn't, te- right. they wouldn't team well, up right you away. You know, it's they, funny. I, they, would, they would have a lot to work through and yeah. then it works through that in a really great way. You're right. Um, I forgot about I, the great dialogue. And, yeah, and the oh, fact yeah. that they acknowledge that and spend a lot of movie time on that I think makes it so great. of Tony Stark and Steve Rogers mm-hmm. is notable. They're all alphas. Yeah. <laughs> They're all alphas and we got to get together Except and fight Bruce, together somehow. Bruce, Bruce Banner's not. He's not an alpha. He, he, he's, but, but he's, he's somewhat of a recluse. He's an yeah, introvert. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. you know, he, he, he got to really push him to talk yeah. to him, you know, that kind of a thing. And, and Thor, he's an alpha. Yeah. You know, so three alphas and, 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 and a beta. Well, and making, and, making, <laughs> and making Hawkeye the, uh, making Hawkeye like the villain initially and stuff like that. There was like a lot of really interesting. It was interesting. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, the stuff that I thought they did. Yeah. I think was good because it, it just wasn't your expectation. Right, of, right. You know, you'd, ex- you'd expect to meet Hawkeye for the first time and him be a villain. Just, yeah, take, out, just take out Black Widow because she was completely irrelevant. But um, <laughs> uh, number one, Lord I'm of the smiling. Rings. The Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Obviously, best film of the 21st century. No, no debate for me there. What did they do wrong? Liv Tyler, that's it. <laughs> 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 but what, what did they, I mean, what criticism can you honestly bring? You know, people say, well, they didn't put Tom Bombadil in there. I'm like, yeah, that was what makes it Yeah, really I don't want Tom Bombadil I don't want Tom Bombadil Thank you. It would just be so relevant. When you're dying on the Mount Doom and the Eagles come pick you up, who's thinking about Tom Bombadil? I wish, man, I wish he was really here to really put a nice bow on the whole thing. Yeah, right. Okay, so the intro, the intro was incredible. You know, it's just one of the greatest film openings of all time. The yeah. music, oh, come on. Can we talk of just even the music just by itself propels it above all the rest? You know, yeah. this, the celebration of the detail, the week-to-week shop. Where we did every chain mail by itself. You know, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> Who else can make that claim? Yep. Uh, we, we worked on this. We started growing plants two years before we started filming. What? That's ridiculous. I love you. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and, and just, it's just and, and the fact that, that this is the first fantasy films that are winning Academy Awards. Okay. Yeah. You know, just, it just did so much more than Star Wars. You know, it's more consistent than Star Wars. Here, put me on the record. It's more consistent than Star Wars. It's better than Star Wars. Better acted than Star Wars. Better special effects than Star Wars. Star Wars is a burning pile of heap. You know, it, it, it started <laughs> it's off. Become. Well, it's yeah, a yeah. great rocket, and then. 
blowing up Lord of the Rings is next. They're trying to do the same thing. Can't, can't have anything nice in Hollywood anywhere. But yep, that's it. Uh, my number one Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, if I had to go with one. The reason is because I, I put it to one scene. The reason it's propelled above the rest, one scene, is when Lurtz pulls out the knife and he throws it at Aragorn. Aragorn does a baseball bat, desperate swing, and he hits the knife away. If that would have happened in every, any other movie, including... Um, because by the time you get two towers, Legolas is sledding down the steps, shooting people with arrows. What was that? Wait, wait, dude, no, stop. Legolas, stop. Um, and in and, and the third movie, he's bringing down Oliphant by himself. Yeah, funny, that only counts as one, but come on, there's a better way to do this, not this fake CGI stuff where he's a superhero now and invincible and never misses a shot, okay? But that scene in Fellowship of the Ring where Aragorn desperately hits that knife away, if it would have happened in any other movie, he would have grabbed it with his teeth, chewed it up, and then spit it back out as bullets and killing lurts right away. After he did thirty backflips. Okay, so that Do you know the <laughs> do you know the history behind it? I do that? know the history. Okay, okay, that okay. was actually unplanned. It was an accident. Right. He was supposed to throw it near him, but he actually threw it at him. It was a real desperate swing. That was not planned. He actually was trying to save yep. his own. Neither life. was the helmet kick. Neither There's all kinds of stories well, with these well, movies. Well, the helmet kick was planned, but he wasn't supposed to break his toe. Yeah, right. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to scream. Yeah, right. Was, yeah, okay. So, um, just but but that scene right there, where it was a celebration of realism, right? You know, and and that was what made Lord of the Rings so great was it was realistic. Hmm. So uh, that was one of the things, one of the many things. Anyway, so that is my top ten list, and uh, just want to thank everybody. Yeah, thank you everybody for getting through this list. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to talk about with each and every movie that we mentioned. There's so much to talk about, probably except The Shape of Water. And <laughs> I, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for holding your happen. tongue because we could have made this into a five-hour podcast if we wanted to. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. I think you're assuming I'm done, but, but I, uh, I have a <laughs> joyous list of 25 <laughs> honorable <laughs> mentions. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's 25 honorable mentions. But, uh, Jerry thought this was the top 100. Uh, uh, I, did. Oh. I did, I did. Let's keep going. A different time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this is the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. This is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a very, very long time. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we will see you guys uh, next time.